Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am one half of the mega podcasting powers, Trip Lano. With me, as always, a man who knows how to find really great lamps at yard sales and doesn't need electricity to turn himself on. The Macho Mandrew. Andrew Lano. Except I would never pay $100 for a lamp. Yeah, for real. That is a terrible amount of money to spend on this stupid lamp. We'll get there. I have real things to say about that, but just for now, <laughs> yes, I love yard sale lamps. No, I don't spend hundreds of dollars on them. Yeah, we'll we'll get there. And uh, frankly, I didn't say something terrible about you in your intro, but I thought about it because, boy, howdy, are you on thin ice for picking movies in the future? Hey, it was short. <laughs> it was. It was kind of short. It was. That's why I picked it. I looked at the list. <laughs> And then I was like, let's look up some le- some run times. <laughs> this one's 95 minutes. Sold. <laughs> it's because it's a TV movie. Uh, I know. And I watched it at 1.5 speed on YouTube. What? Really? Yeah. <laughs> that seems like cheating. Why? <laughs> That's not watching the movie. Yeah. Huh? It's not double speed. 1.5 speed is just people talking slightly faster than you. If do. I listen to a podcast at 1.2, it's right on the edge of me being able to understand what they're saying. Oh no no this was it was kind of like watching an episode of the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> All right, for future reference, I feel like watching it at 1.5 is cheating. Just for the record, try, try to cram in these movies in an hour seems offensive. I did, I didn't watch double seriously, watch it at one point cuz it's in, it's available on YouTube in 10 parts. Yes. Um I was just like I want to I let's speed this up. 1.5 they don't sound like chipmunks. I can understand everything. <laughs> the only thing that got weird was the music. I see. That makes sense. The weird, the weird goosebumps music. <laughs> Tell them who we are. We are Dissecting the 80s, a fortnightly podcast delivering a fresh dissection on our favorite decade, the 1980s. Hot fresh to your streaming device every other Monday. This month, we are starting February. This is our now annual tradition of watching part four sequels for our birth month, February. Yay. Last year... We probably picked the two best Part 4 sequels that exist, Rocky 4 and Star Trek 4. So now we're getting very quickly... Into the weeds. Into the weeds. <laughs> well, I was going to say, quickly in sight of the bottom of that barrel. It is rapidly there. So It's very shallow, but yeah, it's a waiting it's, Yeah, it's, it's, exactly. It's more like a Tupperware container than a barrel, if we're being honest. And, and, the, and not like the big soup kind, no. like the... Like like an egg dish. Yeah, like, oh, crap, there's, like, two scoops of mashed potatoes. Are we going to eat this, or should we throw it away? I just put it in there. Someone will eat it. It's fine. That kind of mm-hmm. that kind of Tupperware. So we are doing Andrew's pick, since your birthday's up first. We're watching Amityville. Amityville Horror. For <laughs> The Evil Escapes. Based on a book. <laughs> Not the only film based on this book. <laughs> there were two different book- films inspired by this book. Well, you know what that means. We gotta go back, Marty. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your lamp, Marty. Something's gotta be done about your lamp. When the mega powers explode. I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Mega power death. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. 
this is a movie that is really, really seriously about an evil lamp, which I wonder, I assume that no one has watched this movie except us, by the way. Oh, but yeah. the, I, I wonder how well, it, hang on, let me, let me check what the, the Nielsen index was. Yeah, I'm curious to, oh, no. curious to see. I did, I did not look that up. But while you're doing that, there's that silly Family Guy joke from early in that show's run where they brought uh, Stephen King into a publisher's office and were like, what's your next book? And he's like, uh, and he quickly grabs a lamp off the desk and he's like, it's a lamp monster. Ah! This is literally that movie. This is literally a movie about a lamp killing people. Yep, there is no Nielsen <laughs> Index information, which I'm, makes me think it was low. It, it had to be very low. You're talking about a sequel to Amityville 3D that made like $2 at the box office. And then they went, you know what? No gimmick 3D, no box office, or no theatrical release. Straight to TV. Straight to the television. So all the gory stuff and boobs are out of it. Although there was a there was a surprising amount of gore for a TV movie. I suppose. There was a handful. Violence, I should say, not gore. Yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of violence. So we start off at the Amityville house from the other movie. and Classic eye windows. Yeah, and I'm already at the point, having watched Amityville 3, that I just want to give this house a silly voice where these priests are about to enter it to cleanse it, and I'm just thinking the house being like, don't come inside me, you'll never, you'll, you'll rue the day you get inside me. Oh, I thought you meant funny as in, like, wouldn't make sense to be the house's voice. <laughs> oh, like it's silly? Like, hey, <laughs> you guys want to come in for some lemonade? It's so hot out there. Let me get the door for you. <laughs> I just made fresh lemonade squeezed right from my orchard. Yeah, I have a lemon orchard in Connecticut. Don't worry about it. Is that what they're called, orchards? I don't know. I assume so. Apple orchards? Peach orchards? I know apple orchards are a thing. Oh, peach orchards. Yeah, okay. So, I yeah. assume any fruit that grows on a tree is an orchard. I don't. I have no, I have no expertise in this area, obviously. I'm just going to say it authoritatively and move Our, on. Hey, the National Association of Orchard Farmers of America, <laughs> NAOFA, is very upset with us. The N-A-O-F-A? The NAOFA. <laughs> We're going to have to issue a written apology we, tomorrow. I'm going to be... Come to come Tuesday. I'm going to be all over Twitter. Dear Naofa, we're so sorry to have lumped lemons in with your groves. We, we didn't mean it. We didn't realize lemons were <laughs> groves and not orchards. We're so sorry. Please forgive us. So these priests go into the house and they do some... With the bugs. I forgot oh about the Oh my God, the flies. The buzzing. It's, I, instantly, I was regretting this decision. We're, we're not two minutes in and these damn flies are buzz, buzzing again. And All I thought about was the joke we made last time with the ants on a log face. <laughs> that stupid, stupid fly. They're, and by the way, just in case you're wondering, I know you're all out there waiting. And Bated breath. <laughs> there's flies for the whole runtime. But they're less invasive than last time. Yes. Like, we, there are, I think it's the same amount of flies just spread out over the whole picture. Yeah. No, it, it's true. There, there's a lot more movie in between the fly scenes, but there's still way too many scenes of just flies gathering on things. Like, it has more fly than the movie The Fly, starring Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis. <laughs> so... Uh, We'll get to the plot of this movie, although there barely is one, to be totally honest with you. Evil lamp. (laughs) The plot of this movie is a lamp. All of the evil from the Amityville house goes into a lamp. Like, actually a lamp. 
and then that lamp becomes the source of evil. But it goes into a lamp through a bulge in the power cord yes. that zips from the wall into the lamp. So all I could think of was, and this is going to be, if anyone gets this reference, please find us on Twitter. Other than me, or just I, you, you. I don't even know if you will. Do you remember when we were, you were probably way too young to remember this. It's probably like mid-90s. There's a movie called Rocket Man with Harlan Williams. Oh, Rocket Man. Yeah. And he like, there's all these dumb gags where I think they were going. Like his suit fills up with farts. Yes. Okay. That's exactly what I was going to reference. But he, the suit, he farts in the suit and then he's connected to another astronaut and he like pinches the hose connecting them. And it makes this large air bubble where the pipe or the hose rather just keeps like, like as if someone was blowing up a balloon in the middle of it. Like a snake ate a rabbit. Yeah, yeah. That's a way better reference than this obscenely obscure 20-year-old movie I'm talking about, by the way. But that's what it looks like, a snake eating a rat and or when Harlan Williams farted in the air tube in the movie Rocket Man from 1997. <laughs> is that the same year as Space Jam? Uh, no, I think Space Jam is 96. Why that's just something I can pull off the top of my head, I'll never know. But please don't ask me questions about world history or things that matter. I don't think the dissectomaniacs are surprised. <laughs> However, I do think they want you on their quiz. <laughs> uh, so the other thing, while we're talking about the credits of this movie, and I, I have no idea who this person is or what they edited, but I just really enjoyed that the editor's name is Skip Schoolnick. Oh, I like yeah, that Yeah, it's a S-K-O-O-L-N-I-K, Skip Schoolnick. It sounds like a fake name. It does. It sounded like something you... I was thinking that while watching this movie that clearly this was actually like Jason Jones. He was like, F that noise. Skip school, Nick, all the way. my name on this. Right. So the two actresses of note in this movie, one is the mother of the children who go out of the evil Amity house. Her name is Patty Duke. You might know her better as the mother of Sean Astin, who beloved for us for being in the Goonies. He's also Rudy and a hobbit, I think. I, yeah, he. I always forget that Mikey from the Goonies grew up to be in the ho- the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Oh yeah, he he is like swimming in in dollar bills, just swimming yeah. in them. And ladies, probably maybe he's kind of short. You can be super rich, and that's still a factor for women. I think. I don't know. I think the I think the I think the money and the fact that you are Sam Sam Frodo. He's one of those. No, it's not Frodo, because Frodo is Elijah, Ke- Elijah Kelly. Elijah, I don't know. Who's Elijah Kelly? Elijah Kelly is a black actor who was in Hairspray. Okay. Definitely not him. Eli- Elijah nope. Woods. Thanks it's- Thanks so much for playing, though. Samwise. Sa- Sam. Is it Samwise? That's a, that's Yeah. Okay. So, anyway. I know, like, four characters from Lord of the Rings, <laughs> okay. and that's two Smaug. of them. Smaug. Smaug is a dragon. Smaug. Oh, then five. Yeah. Oh, you okay. Well, it's perfect. Smaug, the wizard. Gollum. That's the, it. Smaug, the, the Gollum, the wizard, the Christopher Frodo, Lee guy with the white hair. We're t- I think we should just instead of talking about this movie, let's talk about Lord of the Rings, which neither of us likes. And I want. And, let's do that podcast. And piss next. off everybody who likes Lord of the Rings. We'll just continue butchering the names of characters for a solid hour. Talking, talking Tolkien. <laughs> That's the best name. You guys can't see the face I'm making, but it is the. It is like a muppet just got excited. <laughs> In the off weeks between dissecting the eighties, will be talking Tolkien, and it's the and two- every uh, every other Wednesday will be the the ladies of the eighties with Andrew. No, talking Tolkien has to come out on Tuesdays for alliterative purposes. Oh, perfect! <laughs> Tuesdays at ten. Oh god. Anyway, uh, Patty Duke plays the mother of these three kids who go to live with her mother, who's a righteous bitch. She's just really mean all the time in this whole. She's movie. like a she's like Mrs. Deagle. Yes, absolutely. From Gremlins. Yes. 
Um, and she, the the mother of Patty Duke, is played by I can't remember her name, and I didn't write it down. But the important part of it is that she is Spock's mother. So uh, second time on the show, we saw her in Star Trek Four, played by Jane Wyatt. Jane Wyatt, that's her name. Wait, she was in Star Trek Four. Yeah, she played Spock's mother on the TV show, and then re- I know she was in the I knew the TV show, but I don't remember her being in in the I, uh, flashback thing. I think. Got yeah. It. So anyway, we got this house full of flies. And it's like this shitty haunted mansion where like the doors are banging. And what passes for horror in three quarters of this movie is a PA off screen flicking the lights really fl- fast on and off. Yeah. Like a six year old who's trying to be like, ooh, the house is haunted, flipping the lights quickly. That is literally spoopy. this, this movie. movie is spoopy at best. <laughs> I don't think it even rises to spoopy. I, it's creppy? It's just creppy? It's just crappy. It's terrible. Oh, crap. Okay. So they're they're like going through the house doing the whole like I always think it looks like an herb diffuser. <laughs> the holy water they, thing, right? Yeah, they fill it with water yeah, yeah. and they flick the yeah, holy yeah, water. Yeah, yeah. So the the young the young blood priest, who's clearly like the young blood priest. The young blood priest? Are you trying to say he's Rob Lowe? What are you saying? No, isn't young isn't young blood a phrase that's like the hot shot? Oh, like oh, oh, the oh, young blood oh, oh, detective. Because we just did young blood, I got oh. confused. I'm sorry. Okay. He is the young blood. Right, yeah, yeah, two but words. That's afraid. Yeah, yeah not... no, 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 no. He is okay. the young blood. Two words. The young <gasps> blood. Yeah. The hot shot. Yeah, he's like the 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 Donnie Wahlberg in Blue Bloods <laughs> of the priesthood. The, the lesser. Yeah. 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 But the, my other favorite thing is that they get into the house with like backpacks on, and then the door slams shut, and they can feel a presence coming, and instantly they're all fishing shit out of their backpacks <laughs> to do the exorcism. Right. And it's like, d- Brosif. You had plenty of time outside to get all this ready. Sure. And how about a flashlight? How about anything? <laughs> like any preparation before you enter the house. And Like, the soldiers don't go into battle with their guns put, like, in a holster away. Like, no, they're out ready to go because you know you're going into the battle. <laughs> right, right. But they come in as if there's nothing wrong at all. It's, yeah. it's This movie is really, like, the worst parts of Amityville horror and the worst parts of The Exorcist had a baby, and it's just just this nightmare, like, half-formed demon monster baby with six arms and no feet. It's just awful. Everything about yeah. it is terrible. It's like whispering killed me. <laughs> there is one good gag that I enjoy as they get into this shenanigans in the house. Uh, I can't remember which of the 48 priests that entered it was, but he goes into a room and this little child's rocking chair starts rocking and then it gets thrown at him. Like, yeah, oh, that was great. <laughs> I love that one. And it's literally like a PA picked it up and threw it. It's, it's hucked at this guy who like blah, gets hit and falls over. And then we go into the room with the evil lamp, which sprouts a face that looks which, like, I mean, like it, I will admit it is a creepy design. Like if I saw this, in like an old abandoned house, I would be unnerved by this lamp. It is yeah, it, it it looks sort of like a version of the scarecrow, maybe, or yeah. like a plant that came to life. Well, that's my that I I mean I I don't know if we want to. I was giving you a cut, so if you want to cut out the spoiler, the whole time it's got these sort of arms and it's got a big round globe where a head would be. Yeah, sprouts a face sometimes. And the entire time, I was like, oh, I'm just waiting for this lamp to gain sentience and start moving around. Or grab somebody at the very least. Yeah. Like, get close enough. It looks like a head with arms. It looks like it's going to do that. And I was waiting for, like, because like, it's, it's got that sort of, like, flower, metal flower petally thing at the arm part right. where, like, it decorates the bottom of a lamp. So I was like, oh, they're going to be hands. It's going to grab things. And it's going to start moving, like, in Beetlejuice. And then it never Not does. Once. 
Not a single it was time. Very disappointing. Yeah. I, it also, I, I can't place where I would have seen the cartoon, but it, there's a like vivid image in my head of a cartoon, like a beanstalk or a cornstalk where they like comes to life and dances like, and it looks like this lamp. Cause it looks like a bunch of twisted cornstalks together yeah. with, with, it's with probably... arms. Like, I don't know if it's a Fantasia thing or just some old, but there's an image in my head of like a cartoon that looks like this thing. I, I could never in a million years place it or, or track it down, but it looks a little like something of like di- like I think a Disney Halloween cartoon. Yeah, yeah, like you know something like that. Like, I, th- I think that's what, I, what I'm thinking of. Right, but there's another cool thing too where the lamp has this like demon face suddenly, and although it looks sort of like the pumpkin head design from Trick or Treat or a uh, crappy Buffy vampire, it's kind of cool. Yeah. It's yeah. all right. It, it, it's it's passable. But then three quarters of the movie goes by and it hasn't been scary face again. It's just a lamp that turns on and off. Like, keep the scary face in there. It's not, it cannot be that much more expensive to put the scary face on it. But also, they uh, bother me that they did the scary face in post as opposed to, like, doing a projection. Yeah. I was like, guys, Disney World does the projection. <laughs> yeah, can you just take a ride in the Haunted Mansion and watch them do it? Like, they do it. Just do yeah, that. It, like, a thousand times a day, they do it. It's pretty simple. It, it totally a manageable effect instead of what you did. But I think we're giving them too much credit. Yes. So the ener- so the, the so the snake power cord eats the eats the demon mouse and it goes all the way into the lamp, and the face sprouts and then the priest the young blood priest gets thrown into a wall and knocked out. Which is pretty cool. I'll be honest. Yeah. And then everything stops and like oh well I guess uh, problem solved. <laughs> we got it. We got it. Uh, case closed. Case closed. Case closed. Yep. Yeah, uh, beers. Let's go. And they holy d- water. Yep. Yeah. And then they decide. Oh, blood of Christ. <laughs> body of Christ. Body of Christ. Anybody hungry? I can. I can. I can bless these. So we could have a quick snack. Anyone? Box in the back seat. Pass the sacramental wine around. We're good. We'll just pull. We'll just pull over by the side of the road here. We'll have a little party. Priest party all night long. What? what? Oh God. Ain't no party like a priestly party because a priestly party don't stop. Gets blessed. <laughs> oh, that's better than my joke. Damn it. Anyway. <laughs> the lamp is something I legit love, even though it's clearly evil. Like, I kind of want it. It's, yeah, it's it's cool. And it, <laughs> See, if it didn't have the arm pieces, I think I would want the lamp. Okay. I can see that. Because they're also, like, weirdly imp- – they look a little impractical because they, they're not facing up. They're kind of facing down. Yeah, they definitely point at the ground. Which is why I thought they were going to be like its fingers and it was going to like electrocute somebody or burn them or do something instead of just glow gently. But I don't know. I, maybe I missed It's some- a dimmer switch, essentially. <laughs> That's what ghosts amount to in this world are dimmer switches. Ooh, 90% brightness. You're conserving energy costs. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I missed a scene or something, which is possible because this movie is really boring. But it goes from priests exercising this house to all the stuff in it being sold at a yard sale. Yeah, no, there's no there's you didn't miss anything. Okay. That just happened. So whose home this is at this point, out we don't know. it's the it's the real estate agent. Remember in the third one? Yeah, but he died. No, but like I'm saying, like the logic is that the real estate agent owns the house. But didn't he sell it to Aunt Becky's family? Yeah, they probably got the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, but they bought it. So I guess it's their shit that they're just selling at this yard sale. And who's, who is making the money off the yard sale? I don't, there's just. I think that, I think it was the real estate agent because it looked like they had a guy in there who was like, I can't, I'm trying to sell the house. Oh. 
Well, in any case, they start selling this stuff. And as you said before, this lamp is sold for $100 to two of the women. As a gag gift. <laughs> to- She's like, oh, my my sister and I love to send each other ugly presents. <laughs> it's $100. Perfect price. Right. First of all, like- nothing at a yard sale costs $100. That is not yard sale pricing. No one has $100 in cash. Sale. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Two, these two women are clearly like the fifth and sixth ones cut from the Golden Girls. Oh, I loved it, though. <laughs> like, so- as soon as I saw it, I was like, wait, we're in for a treat, because this old lady movie, these old lady clothes are just the beat. Oh, yeah, we got some big boxy blazers going on. We got some long, blousey satin. Some plastic jewelries happening. Like, our, our grandmother was the queen of plastic bangles. Yes. And I didn't realize it was, like, an every grandmother. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a hardcore grandma trait right there. But I was like, oh, okay, it's like Golden Girls Amityville Horror. Like, I was kind of, to be honest with you, excited for that's kind of a twist to do the horror. To do- like old ladies. Exactly. Like, that's a fun way to mix up your harmony. Like, I would be totally down for a Jason Voorhees movie where he goes to an old folks' home because it's basically summer camp in there. And then he lives like he's doing his murdering thing. Like I'm totally in. I see, but I, but I would feel bad then. No, because there's going to be like one old guy who was in World War II who like saves the day at the end. Yeah, but in my head, they're all the Golden Girls. Like Spry, you'd have to you'd, ha- you'd have to quickly establish that they were all awful people. No, I mean the kids who get killed in, Jason, in the Friday Thirteenth movie aren't necessarily awful people. No, I know, but be- I don't know. In my head, old people, I'm like you don't. I just want to protect them. <laughs> but the teenagers whose only crime was F going... Them. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. Whose only crime was having sex? Right. F them. <laughs> okay, just just making sure we got all... All the same page. Okay, okay, good to know. Good to know. But, like, that's one of those things where, you know, I've never seen that before. It's interesting. But no, JK, quickly, we've got Patty Duke and three kids who no one could possibly care about. The young... We also miss the fact that, that uh, she cut her finger... Oh, that's right. And it turns all gnarly in like five seconds. Yeah. And then she goes to the hospital and like, you have tetanus and her finger is like rotting off. I'm pretty sure that's not how tetanus works. I'm pretty sure that's gangrene. Right. I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure a person whose finger is rotting off. I'm not like, oh yeah, tetanus. You're fine. No. Well, no, they, they, it's, it's not, oh, it's tetanus. You're fine. It's, oh, it's tetanus. Let's put you in a plastic tent so no one breathes on <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, I didn't quite understand. The the medical care in this movie leaves a little bit to be desired, if we're being honest. Well, so does the police force, who just hands out addresses <laughs> at the drop of a hat. It was the, the 80s. It was a different time. It was a different time. The people didn't have the rules and fears they had like we do now. So she got a gross finger, and then we cut to her sister on the other side of the country in California. Getting this lamp delivered. And- yeah, and her daughter and her three kids are moving in. Right, and it's Patty Duke and three kids we couldn't care about. We got an older daughter who has like four lines in the whole movie. Whose pants are consuming her <laughs> They're Did you so high. They're, no, they're, they, start, they start at like nipple. low rise, they, like hip hugger. Yeah. Then they go up to like <laughs> like normal pants. Then they're high-waisted. They're mom jeans. I think it's high-waisted, then mom okay, jeans. Okay, okay. Then they're grandpa. Then she's got like... So she puts on her pants one boob at a time, like everybody else. <laughs> at the end of the movie, she has the 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 waistband of the it's jeans. Just a it's over her shoulders. <laughs> it's just a jumpsuit. She, she has to unzip the pants to eat. Yeah, it's, <laughs> she, it's like she unbuttons and unzips to poke her head through. Yeah. through the fly. Yeah. And the the brother, who's the middle one, he has a haircut that's so flat in the top that you could rest boards on him and use him as the foundation for a house. Yeah, it's it's preposterous. Did. And then the youngest child is named Jesse, and obviously we know nothing good is happening because she's the youngest one. But 
I have to point this out. Is Jesse the most common name on this show? I think it might be. I think we've had like five or six Jessies. At least. Male and female together. So we this movie quickly becomes Amityville Horror 4, Hanging with Grandma. And although I'm glad we switched houses because having only seen the first Amityville in pieces and Amityville 3, it's like enough with the house. Like at that point, no one would... Stop showing me the stupid windows. Right. I get it. I get that it kind of looks like a face. No one would rent this house. Leave it alone. So Grandma has a cat who... He's going to hang around this whole movie at the periphery. And I have to say, might be the best actor in the whole picture. Oh, she's, she probably won an Oscar It's for pretty good cat acting, I have to say. Well, well done for the cat. And a bird. And a bird, who I knew was instantly a goner because nobody wants to deal with a bird on set for a whole movie. No, abs- no one wants to. No, it's kids, anim- kids, animals, and glitter are the three things no one in the, perform- in the entertainment industry wants to Right, but a sp- like, if you were to give me a list of animals, bird is slightly above Lots of bugs, and that's it. Oh. That's the only. That's the only animal in a movie that it's above is a huge crate of bugs. Oh, like that, like a uh, 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 creep show. Thank you. <laughs> also, siblings only communicate through fighting. Right. Well, it's a shitty movie from the eighties. That's kind of par for the course. And then a classic judgy grandma, because she's like the mother. I guess is we're gonna say mother, grandmother, and then daughter yeah. for clarification purposes. So the mother is, like, in the kitchen with Grandma alone. She's like, I'm concerned about Jesse. Yes, the, do- the young daughter is Jesse. About Jesse. And she's like, oh, Jesse's fine. No, about that whore of a daughter with her revealing clothes and all that makeup and your stupid son with his haircut and his loud music. And the mom's like, no, that's teenager stuff. Let's talk about my quiet kid because she's talking to her dead father. <laughs> and also, slutty clothes? You can't see – and you can barely see her fingernails. Like, she's got so much clothing on. <laughs> she's got so much pant happening. <laughs> She's this whole movie is in uh, pants over her head and turtlenecks. <laughs> yeah, but they're like no, they're like they're crop top turtlenecks. <laughs> oh yeah, you get a little uh, just a hint of skin between the pants. Yeah, <laughs> usually you just see you see a lot of the placket. <laughs> it's a twelve inch placket. But then, so, uh, <clears throat> go ahead. The energy, the demon, goes from the lamp into the house, and then all the lights flicker. Yes, and the tea kettle turns on, and the radio turns on, and the mom goes, oh. That was our song. Maybe it's his way of saying this is the place we're supposed to be. And Grandma instantly goes, no, it's probably just a stupid power surge, you idiot, and turns it off. <laughs> She's so mean. The whole it's like, it's like the whole movie, all you want her to do is get killed. Yeah, and she originally, she, she's like, she starts with being like, oh, I haven't seen you kids in three years. And it's like, oh, it's going to be mom doesn't want to visit oh wait no you're just a bitch no one wants to visit you. <laughs> right of course mom doesn't want to visit you're a nightmare all you do is be you. mean and it's like in what circumstance does a newly div- newly widowed mother of three need to move in with her mom and her mom's like you're worthless <laughs> i hate you <laughs> you're a piece of crap Ugh. so mom and then she burns her hand right yeah she burns her hand and the grandma does on the tea kettle so she has a hand bandage for this whole movie. And then the mother goes to bed that night, and then suddenly there's, like, a big hairy arm around her, and she, like, rolls over and there's nobody there. So I guess this ghost is super into spooting. <laughs> he just wants to be Big Spoon. He just – the only thing he wanted to come back to Earth for was to be Big Spoon. and that, that is, He and Marty McFly would get along real exactly. well. <laughs> it's the last – it's like, I have unfinished business. What is it? One last spoon, spoon sesh. <laughs> 
but no forking. No forking, just the spooning. And then we get you know, dead bird <laughs> in a tiny oven. Dead bird, yes. They come down for breakfast the morning after, and the grandmother's like, oh, I'll turn the oven on. And she goes to a toaster oven and turns it on. That's not an oven. What are you talking about? Is <laughs> But it's weird because most toaster ovens I've seen have a glass door so you can see what you're toasting would, and know what it's I done. wonder if that's just an 80s thing, though, that like that technology. The tiny toaster? Ha- the, well, the, the, the toaster oven. tiny oven, rather. The toaster oven glass technology had not been invented yet. <laughs> Pyrex wasn't We thing. didn't have the technology. Oh, and we get introduced to the maid at breakfast. Right. But Whatever she turns on this oven, and then the mother goes to scramble some eggs. And at no point does anyone be like, oh, it smells like there's something in the oven. What is it? Like, at no- It smells like dead bird in the <laughs> it oven. Smell like, it smells like a chicken. Like, that's, it should have been like, oh, it smells like roast chicken. Like, what's that about? The, it, oh, did you roast chicken last night, Grandma? Right. Like- and instead, it's, oh, okay, let's put the toast in the oven. And they open it, and out tumbles a dead bird. <laughs> no, they don't open it. The sun opens it. Because he open he finds every dead body in this movie. Oh my god, you're totally right. I didn't put that together until just now. Yeah, that poor <laughs> bastard stumbles upon every dead body in this movie. That it's really the vindictive dad spirit just hated his son. Yeah, he didn't like sports enough or something, and so as he comes back in the afterlife, he just that the only reason he came back is to torture the kid. <laughs> Should have played baseball. Should have played football. So. We have a dead bird, and we we cut back to our priest friend, which lets us know pretty aggressively that this is going to be our B-plot for this movie. Because, let's be honest, this is basically a television show. There's an A-plot, a B-plot, and a C-plot. And yeah, I guess. I, yeah. It's a pretty straightforward, crappy television show. And the young priest is in fighting with the older priest, and the two of them just seem to know way too much information about... The Amityville house. Go, yeah, just but just ghostly houses in general and spiritual possessions and all these things. And I know that there's talk about exorcisms being like an actual thing that the Catholic Church can do and whatnot. But the, neither of these men is presented as an expert. Like it's not like The Exorcist where they like call on the guy who knows all the things. It's just two dudes. Like the, he is the Exorcist, the titular. Guy. Right. It's just two dudes who just know a lot of stuff about houses that are possessed. And no one really seems to question that. Not not once. He, he Even later, when the priest, to fast forward a bit, the priest comes to the house and is, like, rattling off all the information. No one's ever like, how do you know this? Like, wh- how, what makes you the person who knows these things? I read. <laughs> uh, Look, Hermione, sit down. Priest quarterly, obviously. But so he go, they, he's like, I want to see the house. And the guy's like, that's probably not a good idea. And he goes, well, didn't you say it was clean? It was cleansed? Then it should be fine, shouldn't it, Father? It's like he's Kimmy Schmidt in the bunker and is, like, testing the priest <laughs> to prove that he's lying. Do you really know as much as you say you do? I don't think you do. So they go to the house and he goes, it's all empty. And they're like, yeah, it's an empty house. We sold everything because it's an empty house. And so he goes to the upstairs where the, where the lamp was and instantly goes, do you have a record? Do you have a uh, do you have a record of sale for the yard sale? I need to know who bought this lamp. And the guy's like, oh, yes, of course. <laughs> what? Who and what and why? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no. No, that, that should have been the information is the priest like driving cross country with his spidey senses tingling of being like, ooh, where's the lamp? Where's the lamp? Like, No, he should just have been flown around in a plane and parachuted out when he felt it. <laughs> like, the... the he, uh, uh, uh. I just this movie is so frustrating with how stupid it is. It's just the dumbest at every possible opportunity. They're like, "What's the dumbest thing we could do in this scene?" That nope, dumber. You got dumber in you. I know it. Yeah, 
Think simpler. Too smart. So then the guy's like, okay, here's, you know, what's, uh, Mary Sue. And she lives, she is, uh, has, this is her phone number. So the priest can't call her. They can't get a hold of her. So he goes, he calls the police station <laughs> and says, if I give you a young wo- a woman's name and address, could you tell me where she lived? Great. Here it is. Oh, she lives there? Thank you. <laughs> it's a different time, man. It's that Reagan. Yeah, Ra- smoke, smoking in hospitals and just giving out people's <laughs> no pra- addresses. No, one, really no one knew what, what a murderer was. It was it was a different time, man. Ronald, we had an actor as president. It was a confusing time. How to get away with murder hadn't hadn't taken off as a TV show yet. No, it wasn't a thing. It wasn't. There's was no binge watching. Serial yeah. hadn't happened. No, no, we just didn't know murder happened. Neither did the podcast serial. <laughs> oh, I see what you did um, there. That's a homophobe uh, joke. Hey now, homonym serial. <laughs> nope, the other one. So he goes to the hospital, or no, he goes to her house, and her friend who was there when she bought the lamp and tried to be like, "That's ugly, dumbass." <laughs> is like oh no she's in the hospital and you should probably go see her now because she's dying like totes dying she's so not she's like in her garden gardening she does it like your pal kermit just like yep she's dying <laughs> come with me so they go to the hospital and he's like oh i can't she's wh- the lamp what or no ha- how does he f- oh no the doctor says she got tetanus from her lamp. yes and so he runs to the woman and is like where did she buy the lamp where did she put it and she's like she sent it to her sister in california and also, time out, pause, don't lose your train of thought, but not only did she spend $100 on this lamp, to ship this lamp it. to California from the New England area had to cost $500. <laughs> it's a huge-ass yeah. lamp that came in boxes. Several boxes. <sighs> okay, continue, sorry. Not to mention it but probably had to have insurance because all the glass... I mean, th- the logistics of this are insane. This is a $600 right? at minimum gag gift to be like, hey, I bought you a shitty lamp. Put it in your I house. I bought you an ugly ass lamp. Like, like gag gifts are one of those things that are funny in theory. And the joke is only as long as the person opening it. And then you just want to be like, can you give it back? I'll return it. Because you clearly don't want this garbage. And, and, and I didn't really want you to have it. I just wanted you, the joke of you opening it. Exactly. Like societally, we should all decide that that's how we do gag gifts. It's like, I'll oh, just give that back to me. Here's your actual present. Because I care about you, and I don't just want to make your gift a shitty thing you have to throw in the garbage in two days. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so I think the demon won't let the, him get through to his to the woman. Like, the, he can't call her. He won't let the phone go through. <laughs> yeah, he, he, the phone literally melts. Which was the coolest practical <laughs> effect ever. He calls the house, and the house picks up the phone and goes, Don't call back here. And then the phone melts in his hands, and he drops it under the carpet, and it just t- puddles into this plasticky goo. Which was cool. It was cool. It was super cool. So the kid goes into the basement, which is also the... Sh- the brother. Yeah, the brother. Goes into the basement, which is also the shed from the Evil Dead. A hundred percent. I'm not exaggerating. If you took side-by-side pictures of these... It is the same shed. It has the same walls and the same weird workbench with a chainsaw on it. It is just the same set. He's carrying the cat. Yep. We should know yep, that. Yep, he does have the cat. And then he picks up the chainsaw and starts going like, You are way, way, way too old for this to be entertaining for you. Mm-hmm. Like, you are old enough to have found a magazine in a weird hollow stump in the woods and been really curious about it. Way too old to be making chainsaw noises. I also thought that cat was getting chainsawed. I hundred percent. I thought the chainsaw was going to come to life, and he's going to just turn this cat into soup. And <laughs> I was going to be very upset. <laughs> I I was eagerly anticipating it, if only so that 
we could get the gag where the grandmother like hears the chainsaw comes running in and the goop from the cat hits her in the face. <laughs> Suck it. Because <laughs> she comes down all pissed off and gets a face full of cat goop would have been awesome. But alas, no. He just no. almost kills her with the chainsaw. He he like run like again, I'm I'm sorry to make this reference for the eighth time, but it's like Goldberg on the skates. <laughs> Andrew's one sports reference. He also he also chainsaws through. For some reason, in her basement, she has a grocery store style like fake cart <laughs> set up with potatoes and onions on it. So many potatoes. She has easily 30, 40 pounds of potatoes and onions each. Not together, each. My favorite though was if you noticed there were no actual items in the path of the chainsaw. Board. No, not one. Like every everything, like the glass jar, the canning jars on her shelf were split down the yep. middle, so the chainsaw had a clean path, so no one could get cut with broken yep, glass. Yep, yep. I was like, okay, movie. Like e- either okay. either caused. I think it was just the PAs didn't want to clean that shit up. Well, no, it's also very dangerous to chainsaw glass. Yeah, but who cares? It's the '80s. There's no safety protections of any type. Probably didn't have the budget to really do this cool, but the chainsaw gag ends when. The mother grabs a piece of, or the, the maid, maid, the maid grabs a. Who I was like, uh, if the maid turns into Ash from Evil Dead, I'm gonna lose my mind because I love her. Now. Yeah, if she was the hero, that would have been the best thing of this whole stupid movie. Instead, she does that movie gag of like swords coming down, hold up a thing sideways across it and block it and hold it up. Yeah, it was like a steel uh, fire poker. Yeah, that, I thought it was a pipe actually. Oh, I don't know. It was just, it was something that blocked the chainsaw. Right, but in any case, it's off. And then the grandmother's like, what is wrong with you? As if the kid was like, oh, you know what would be fun? If I just turned a chainsaw on and tried to kill my grandmother with it. <laughs> and also destroyed her fucking basement. <laughs> you know what sucks? Everything in this basement. <laughs> <laughs> sucks to suck. <laughs> and so the mom go. the mom is like, he says he didn't do it. So I'm going to say he didn't do it. Also, you're a horrible grandmother. Yeah, you're you're pretty objectively terrible, and he's but my like, son. So if I'm trying to think of like what what would happen if that had been us and our grandmother and our mother, <laughs> I I mean, a hundred percent, mom takes our side regardless. There is no yeah. there's no oppor- there is no scenario in which she's not like, well, I trust whatever they say. You think so? Hundred percent. The chainsaw doesn't matter. She would she would be like, you're an idiot, but clearly you didn't do this on purpose. You clearly you didn't try to murder your grandmother. Yeah, like we, I I know you just lost your dad, and times have been tough for you. But like, clearly, you didn't murder your try to murder your grandmother. That didn't just spring into your mind today. <laughs> so the next gag that's really great is the older sister got something stuck in the garbage disposal, and for some reason, because yeah, they called the electrician, they called the electrician to come out and take a look at some stuff. Oh, because all the because all the lights keep turning on and off. Also, the chainsaw started by itself. Also, the tea kettle turned itself on. Also, everything is the worst. Right. Like, I get the electrician totally, but if you believe that the kid's story is true when he says the chainsaw just turned itself on, why in the hell are you calling an electrician? Clearly, this house is haunted. Clearly. That's, yeah, that's, that's, ha- that's house haunted. Absolutely. But a kid shows up in a letterman jacket on a moped. Because <laughs> it's electric. Like, where, are you putting a, where are you putting a chainsaw on a moped? Where are you putting dude? any tools on a moped? Well, mopeds I think have a little trunk. So if it was like a to- like a tea kettle or a toaster, you could probably stick it in there. I I thought he was coming to fix like the house's electricity. 
No, he came to take the items to the workshop. Oh, I missed that part of it. Okay, I thought he was doing like yeah. a like a house call. No, 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 no. He came to pick shit up. Wow. Well, as he's doing, because the, the reason why I thought that is because they go into the kitchen and the older sister's chopping potatoes or something and trying to get the dish disposal to work and it doesn't, and then she just starts sticking her hand down in it. She turns it off first. She does, but she sticks her hand down, and he goes, oh, you got to make sure the switch is secure, and he tapes it. That has never happened in the history of anyone fixing a garbage disposal. I assure- yeah. they, they have a plug. You just unplug it. Yeah, guys. It, it plugs in under your sink, and you just unplug it. That is how you make the garbage disposal safe to mess with. Comes in, and the maid's like, oh, you two, you here, let me introduce you. Girls, girls. And then she says, oh, the chainsaw's in the basement, the tea kettle's in the kitchen. He's like... Oh, let me get that. Where where's the chainsaw? And she goes, Oh, it's in the basement. I was like, Brosif. She literally just said <laughs> She listed two items and you forgot one of them. <laughs> what are you like, doing with your life? You are worse than me. <laughs> so we finally get blood in this movie, forty six minutes in, because the surprise, surprise, while he has his hand down the disposal, even though we taped the switch into the off position. It turns on. It flips. And, and we we smash cut to the attic, which is suddenly full of items and objects that have open mouths. <laughs> a taxidermized squirrel, a wall sculpture of, like, Medusa or some shit, and a tribal mask. <laughs> so we leave the house, presumably to get this kid some much-needed medical attention, and we get back to our priest Palooza, where the old priest, who I didn't say before, but is definitely fake Michael Caine... Is, oh, 100%. He's, he is like the homeless man's version of Michael Caine. Is just not having any of this young priest being like, all right, I, fa- I know where the lamp is. I'm going to go investigate it. He's like, nah. He's like, what? No, clearly, like, this woman got. Like, she's dying of tetanus from touching this Demon lamp. Did, <laughs> she just died. No, she already died, I think. Oh, did she die? Okay. I think she. If it, I know she does die. I, I think it's this She time. was literally diagnosed in the hospital with demon tetanus. I'm not letting this go. Like, I have to go help. And like, nah, you're fine. Don't worry about it. So he flies across the country, and the plumber comes Right. Oh, that's because... when the lamp answers the phone. Yeah, that was when the lamp answers okay. the phone. So they're like, oh, we're getting ready for school. And then the sister br- starts to brush her teeth and realizes it's, her mouth is full of, like, octopus ink. Oh, yeah. Like... It's like this... It's like pitch. Re- it's like... Really like, viscous. Yeah, it's it's like pitch is coming out of the faucet. Right. It's gross. And so they call the plumber, and the plumber comes. And I was like, oh, this poor bastard. <laughs> Yeah, he he really has a terrible situation in this movie. He sees the crawl space, and you're like, "Oh fuck! What 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 is gonna happen?" I know, I, I know it's gonna be bad, but like, what are you gonna do to this poor man? Right. But there's also a couple. Like, I think we skipped a bit here, and, and it's not that important. But the the young daughter, the mom can't find her. Oh, she's sick. But before she's sick, the mom can't find her, and she's like in the. Oh, you know, she is sick. You're right. She's in the attic talking to the lamp, which is on, and she's just like having a full-on conversation with it it's not like babbling like sick people do like if you have a bad fever or something and then she brings the girl downstairs and sends the older sister up to turn off the lamp which is of course not plugged in and they're like well the daughter also loses her mind when she tries to pull her away from right the lamp. she she goes full-on crazy town like screaming oh it's my dad don't let me stop talking to daddy blah, 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 blah. and so the next morning in addition to the repairman we also have the like all of the people are coming to the house at once we've got the repairman we've got a doctor there's a telegram. There's a there's a telegram that's on the table and then disappears. It like falls off. The, gets, the ghost blows it off the table and behind it or something. So they don't know that yeah, the priest much. is trying to get a hold of them because I guess <laughs> the house melted the priest telephone. But when the telegram comes into the house, the only recourse the house has is to just 
accidentally blow it off the table, even though it melted a phone on the opposite coast. Okay, well, this also raises my question. So, in the beginning, the demon energy, you know, snake-moused into the lamp. Right. And then the house stopped being possessed. Yeah, it was all in the lamp. The lamp got shipped to California, where the demon energy snake-moused from the lamp into the house. And then they unplugged the lamp, but the lamp is still possessed. Yes. I think it didn't put all. Fuck- I assume it. I guess it didn't put all of its energy into the house. Like it was. It was like it was like three quarters. It was like uh, uh, no nose from Harry Potter. Voldemort like making those horcruxes. Yeah, he he has like a little bit of his no soul nose. in the lamp. Oh no, no nose. Yeah, that he has no nose on his face. Right, right. He has he's a noseless monster. I think meant N O like N O S like no nose. Like that's a no no. <laughs> yeah. I was like I don't know what oh, you're talking nope, about. That's a no no. No, no, no. I mean, the Voldemort, Horcruxed, yeah. the lamp Horcruxed itself, and then was like, put the rest of it in the house. I don't know. <laughs> I don't feel Put it. some of it in this pipe, I guess? So the poor plumber crawls all, like, it looks like he crawls for, like, eight miles. Oh, he, he Andy Dufresne's under this house. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Morgan Freeman just started narrating it for no reason, and we were like, like how what? How complex is this, uh, is this cross space? <laughs> it is eight or nine miles that he has to crawl to get to the end of this pipe. Like, Andy Dufresne's the only man who can... <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. I don't know why this scene goes on for this long. It's way too long. And the maid's upstairs. She turns, she turns like every appliance on in the house. So she can't hear. She's like, she turns vacuum while the dishwasher's running, (laughs) while the stand mixer's going, while the radio. There's not even anything in the stand mixer. She just wanted it on. I want to test it. And so, so he, when he like tries to like finagle off the end cap while he's directly underneath it, which feels like, Plumber 101. Right. I'm not a plumbing expert, but I'm pretty sure that's not what you're supposed to do there at all. So he, he can't get it off, and then a board falls on him and, and, like, traps him somehow. Because the board is, like, magically squig- like bendy at that point. Yeah, and then the pipe does the, the snake-eating-a-mouse thing and starts to get um, big. I believe we've already established that's called the Harlan Williams farting in a tube from Rocket Man. He's spacesuit farted. <laughs> And it fills up, and I was like, oh, God, what's, what is going to come it's, out of this? It, I was sure it was going to be poop. Like, I was sure Vince McMahon was coming in, like, <laughs> Vince McMahon had nothing to do with this one. <laughs> but, I was like, is it going to be, like, boiling water, and he's just going to cook? That would have been really cool, actually. No, instead, it's a whole hand, which is not how garbage disposals work, <laughs> but also, like, by definition. But also, that hand has a ring on it. Oh, it did? Yes. I didn't catch that. Yeah, the hand that t- falls in his face is ladylike and wearing a ring. Oh, weird. So I guess it could have been that. a class ring, theoretically, but I I, th- I was very confused as to where this hand was supposed to have come from. You think it was supposed to be the garbage disposal? Yeah. Oh, man, that makes this so much worse. I know, because I was like, guys, the basic mechanics of a garbage disposal is that things are too big to go down the drain, <laughs> so the garbage disposal breaks it up into a bunch of tiny pieces. <laughs> Oh man, I did not put that together at all. That is amazing. I'm pretty sure. That's no, what you're it was. absolutely right. I, now that I'm thinking about it, you're totally right. But it is crazy town that that was what is in this movie. And then again, a whole bunch of goopy pitch starts pouring out of the tube onto his face, and again, it's boiling because it, it's steaming and cooking him. Yeah, it's clearly implied to be hot because he's screaming and and, fr- and like very clearly uncomfortable. Trying to call for help, but Edna the maid finally turns off all the appliances and hears nothing. 
Then the ghost possesses his car to turn it into drive and drive away as she comes outside. So she thinks he left. Right. So now the ghost is leaping from the house into a car, and then I guess it can just come back? It's never really explained. I don't know. And then it's also able to call her up to the attic to see the lamp, at which point the lamp finally kills somebody directly, and she gets strangled with the cord. But it's with the cord, yeah. yeah. I will say... Like, this house is going to be smelly. It's full of dead bodies <laughs> and poop. There's a dead bird. There's there's two dead people in it now. I will say, though, this is about an hour into this hour-and-a-half movie. None of the actors really mailed it in here. Like, yeah, no. like, none of these people are good. No offense. Well, offense intended, absolutely. Uh, people are in this movie trying hard. Like, nobody nobody is just... You don't have your Michael Caine and Jaws 4 being like, I literally could not I care mean, less. but that's because these are all no names. Yeah, that's true. like, this movie's going to be on NBC. <laughs> like, this is my break. All I can think of is Kenneth Parcell being, like, the biggest fan of this movie. Oh, a hundred. He would be. <laughs> Jenna would have been in this movie. Jenna would have played the little girl at age fifty or whatever. <laughs> no, Jenna would have been up for the mom role and not understood and actually thought she was no, reading to the teenager. 30, it was it was thirty years. She would have been the teenager. She would have played the teenager. Oh, I was thinking like oh, during the run of Thirty Rock, Jenna. That would be that joke that they did on the show where she thinks she's oh, auditioning yeah. for the teenager. <sighs> I'm forty five now. Time to die. <laughs> So we get to this little girl, and she is quite obviously possessed. She's oh my god! She's sitting. Like, give us an, an all nudge, no wink. <laughs> she's sitting at the table, humming and petting the hair of her doll. Or is it a dog or like a teddy bear? I don't remember. It's a dog. But she's combing the doll's hair. That's right. She's not petting yeah. the doll's hair. That would be weird. And well, then the priest comes to the house. Well, but before that, the sister like asks her a question, and she like snap glares at her, and like does like big demon eyes, and then it just is like a hard cut, which I'm sure is a commercial break. <laughs> Yeah, the, so the priest comes to the house. And it is totally, sorry, it is, sorry to jump on it, but there, it is a total exorcist shot where they go to the crane and they're shooting him from above and he's got his little satchel of stuff. They're 100% mm-hmm. stealing the shot from the exorcist. So he knocks on the door and the, I'm like, who's going to open this door? Because the little girl's room is destroyed. She's missing. The maid is dead. The plumber is dead. <laughs> Not that the plumber should be opening the door, but like, I just want to, again, iterate. Yeah, right, right, right. So the little girl opens the door a crack and, like, peeks her head out real creep, like, all forehead first, like, very creepy. And he's like, I'm looking for Alice Leakey, or whatever her name is. That's the right name, is actually. She- oh, is it really? I knew it was Alice. And is she in? And she goes, somewhere. <laughs> come in. And he's like, no, I'm, I'll come back. And she goes, come in and sit down and wait for her. She's around. And you're like. Whoa, like, subtlety. Yeah. <laughs> but also, like, if we're being honest, it is a Catholic priest. Probably would have gone in there. Ooh. Changing subjects. Changing quick, quick, quick to something else. Something part else. Left. Something else. Okay, so this is where, if you go to on YouTube, part eight, <laughs> about minute four, minute four, five, four minutes, five seconds. Yeah. That's when you will see prime, like, primo sister's pants are eating her. <laughs> I wrote down the timestamps so I could make that joke. <laughs> uh, so the the priest comes back again, right? No, he relieves a note. Oh, that's right. He puts a note in the mailbox. Because everyone comes home and the mom's like, you're alone drawing knives and blood, little girl. Where's the maid? <laughs> I don't know. She went home. And they're like, her coat's still in the closet. She's not home. Yeah, she went home. She went and- home. And like, I'm sorry, lady, 
I'm not a mother. I'm not a father. But your child is either a sociopath or possessed. Right. It's... Let's just salt the earth, the earth at this point. <laughs> like... Let's just stab her in the face. <laughs> stab her in the face. <laughs> just salt the earth. <laughs> How about we try to get help first? This Hey, you... Zompocalypse rules. <laughs> you know what help is? A bullet in the face. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> oh. So then, of course, the brother finds the dead body of the maid. <laughs> because he's legally obligated to find all of the dead bodies. <laughs> and her knuckles are bloody and raw, and there's blood all over the door as though she had been crying for help. Banging on the door until her knuckles bled. And the, the doctor's like, no, she had a heart attack. And they're like, "What? you just said she was banging on the door. How, you couldn't. How would that make sense if she's having a heart, not heart attack? Also, wasn't there a lamp cord around her neck? <laughs> there would be ligature marks. Like, come on. Exactly. I've seen CSI. I know things. They're going to want to zoom and enhance. <laughs> and type really fast on a keyboard. Mm-hmm. Two people on a keyboard. <laughs> Three, four. As many as will fit. Anyone get a finger in there, fire away. And this is also the point when I realized that the older sister looks like a young Linda Hamilton. Oh, she does have a little bit of a Linda Hamilton quality to her. Absolutely. I was like, ooh. Yeah. You could play like a young, like if the Terminator series decided to go back even further. Well, except for the fact that this is 30 some odd years ago. Yes. If they had done that, like if they were like, if Terminator 2 had been a prequel. Right, right. No, you're right. She could have been young Linda Hamilton. So the... (laughs) The room is obviously destroyed, and the doctor is like, oh, no, your kid clearly did this. And it's like a, four or five grown men clearly did this. The bed is off its off, like thrown to the floor. There's things broken and smashed. No, it's the police officer who's like, I think your daughter did oh, it. Oh, I thought it was the doctor. No, the doctor came in. The doctor was checking on the... Oh, so it was. You're right. It was the police officer. I got that wrong. And the mom, like, the mom is way too defensive. And you're like, okay, your daughter is at the very least... Like, reasonably a sociopath easily movie world possessed yeah let's let's uh hear him out yeah see what if he this is say. a man who does have some expertise in the subject area let's let's see what he has to say you know we'll get there she's like no she's sick and tired of from from the flu so get out so we finally get to the priest returning or no they have dinner she, first don't they she goes to meet him yeah that's right he, they read his note okay and this is my favorite part it's like in The Wizard of Oz when Glinda's like, are you a good witch or a bad witch? Only bad witches are ugly. Like, okay. She walks in and he goes, Alice Leakey? And she goes, no, I'm her daughter. And she's like, oh, well, your Aunt Helen is dead. And you're like, Aunt Helen is clearly 100. You thought this woman was her sister? Hey, look, it was a different time, all right? People didn't have ideas of family planning the way they do now. There's zero percent chance that that woman could have been in Helen's sister. <laughs> and I like that he just so casually is like, "Oh, a family." It could have been. He has no idea what the relationship was. Maybe Aunt Helen raised her for all he knew. Like, let's let's yeah. not casually say that Aunt Helen's dead. Okay. Yeah, your aunt's dead. Also, the lamp's possessed. Also, I should probably get in that house and destroy some shit. And also, when he she enters the restaurant, the the candle on his table like whooshes. Exactly. So why didn't he immediately think she was the demon? Is what I want to know. Oh, that's a good like, point. Like, he knew the little girl was demon-possessed. Why did he not run away from this mother when the candle whooshed? That's a good point. So they drive back to the house. And there's 13 minutes left in this movie, and we're like, all right, time to do an exorcism. Everybody ready? <laughs> so the sister, the older sister who was tasked with the... She was like, take your little sister up to your bedroom, put her in bed, don't leave her out of your sight. So she goes up to like lean out the window and get the cat inside, and the the, the window slams around. My God, a window out of nowhere! He couldn't see. It was behind. It was back. Was turned. 
clocks him, clocks her right in the head down she goes so the little girl goes to go upstairs and the brother tries to stop her and she like bites him and and sprints up the stairs into the warm light and the door shuts <laughs> the door opened so, and then shut yeah so the mom gets there to the priest and is like look i'm gonna go inside get all my kids you leave the car running we're gonna get out of here and he's like, no, I should probably come inside. Like, I'm the only one uniquely equipped to deal with the problem we're facing here. I'm the equivalent of John McClane. I know you might not know who I am, but I'm basically John McClane. So they go inside, and they run up to the... They're like, she's up in the attic. And the, the daughter's like, I'm so sorry. Covered in blood. Forehead covered in blood. Right. Back of she, her she's hair She's bleeding on blood. both sides of her head. And the mom's like, what's wrong? I don't care. My daughter's upstairs. And again, the the pitch is like creeping out from the bottom of the of the, the of the door. Yeah. And I'm like, what is up with it? I don't remember that from from last movie. No, not at all. So he's so like, like, we got to break down this door. Where's the axe? Again, Evil Dead. And the uh, and the daughter goes, I'll get it. And the mom's like, No, you have to get out of the house. And he goes, Okay, show me where the basement is. And so she walks with him into the basement. <laughs> yes. And then he breaks a window, throws her out the front window. <laughs> just straight up like basket tosses yep. her. Like, whoop, there you go. <laughs> hop, ho, hop, hop. <laughs> then he runs upstairs, chops down the door, kicks the door up, and runs up to try to save this little girl, who then starts floating while carrying a knife. And goes, you won't hurt my daddy, and stabs him in the shoulder. <laughs> like a couple of good stabbings. <laughs> yeah. And he wrestles her to the ground, and the mom like throws the knife away, and is like trying to reason with the daughter. And again, at, don't you can't reason at this point. Right. Just shoot her in the face. <laughs> it's all over. There's no saving your daughter. Stop turning this into poltergeist. Yeah. It's not poltergeist. So, There's a cool little thing where the cord starts floating up in the air, like like yeah, like a yeah, cobra style, and wraps around his arm and pulls him down. And the mom's wrestling with the daughter, and then the mom sees the face, her husband's face in the lamp, and he's like, Carol, whatever your name is, <laughs> save me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would I would pay a lot of dollars for that to be the actual dialogue in the movie. <laughs> it's it's the nonchalant demon. He doesn't know homework. He didn't know. He's just for this. I, I don't know. You, uh, don't you remember when we went to Paris? No, Iowa. When we went to Niagara Falls, not our home. <laughs> Our in America, Europe, Europe. We went on our honeymoon Eastern. to that special place. Starts with a W. Feeling like a hard consonant sound. <laughs> Feeling like not a vowel. Cleveland. <laughs> no Cairo. In any case, you you know all that stuff. <laughs> you that one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's the one. That's the one. See all psychics ever. Yeah. So the ghost pushes the knife towards her, and he's like, protect me. And she's like, you're not real. And then the daughter picks up the knife, and is like, you are real. And the mom's like, no. <laughs> Clearly it's a lamp. Don't you see and that so it's a lamp? All of a sudden, okay, this lamp also, we forgot to mention, this lamp took the maid and the, like, hot guy from high, in a high school letterman jacket to carry up the stairs to the attic. Right. Like, a, it was, it's a heavy-ass yes. lamp. All of a sudden, Grandma hulks out and rip, and picks up the <laughs> she, lamp. She is kind of dragging it. And, no, no she, you're right. She, no, over her head. Yep, yep. She caber-tosses it. <laughs> she totally does. Re- she does a Ultimate Warrior press throw. And so, here's the thing, guys. This is an old lamp. 
old lamps don't have mil- like the the cord is maybe three feet long but it wraps her, it's wrapped around his arm she's sprinting across the attic holding the lamp and launches it out the window <laughs> and he goes helen or whatever the cord <laughs> and so helen or whatever picks up the axe and runs over so and so they keep cutting between the lamp flying through the window and down the lamp is all the way to the rocks it's and down a cut, cliff is what you it's it's, yeah. it's not only the down the height of the house, house but then also down a cliff and and then she runs over and chops it at the windowsill and he's still laying on the attic floor. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't they don't even do like he's about to go out and they stop at the last second. He never gets he dragged by the cord ever. It's like it's like it's a it's a vacuum cleaner cord. That's why they and needed so many boxes thing. to ship it because the the, the cord, cord was just three boxes by itself. Well, the cord also served as padding. Absolutely. It. it was like bubble wrap. And so at this point, the little girl goes, Mommy, I had a bad dream. And instantly, I was like, just pick her up and throw her out the window, too. <laughs> the lamp blew up. Maybe she'll blow up, too. Because of- <laughs> she probably, like, uh, guys, salt the earth. <laughs> Cut your losses. You got two good ones. You got two good ones. <laughs> and so it cuts to, like, the lamp literally explodes. It cuts to the next day, and Grandma's being, like, super kind and nice or whatever. And like teasing, it's like yeah. I expect this house to be in tip-top shape when I get back from your aunt Helen's funeral. Yeah. And you're like, that's a kind of a chipper sentence for not. Also, why is no one else going to the funeral? No, clearly the mom knew Aunt Helen. Obviously, I guess Helen. Oh, yeah, Helen is just the name I've been using the whole time for every lady. No, Helen or whatever. <laughs> So, <laughs> can you add some ghost reverb when I say that the first I time? I can try. I'll have to figure out how to do it, but I'll do my best. They're like, "Where's Pepper the cat?" So, okay. So this movie is garbage, right? Like it's completely, utterly stupid garbage, and I hated it for an hour and thirty-five minutes. But the last thirty-six seconds, worth it. Those are the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Maybe it's shattered lamp pieces on rocks as the the, the waves lap at the shore. And then a cat walks in and kind of like sniffs around. How it got down the cliff, we are not explained. It, I guess it leapt. And so they clearly had to like lure it to the one specific part they wanted it to be near. And I wish, I wish so hard that I had been recording. I wish so hard that I had been recording my reaction to this happening because as soon as I saw the things in the same shot, I was like, "Oh man, it's the cat. is this? Are we getting? Are we going to get what I think we're going to get? And the cat is going to be the." Oh, God. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And I was, like, as happy as I've been about anything we've ever watched in this show. Freeze frame, crash zoom, glowing red eyes, painted. It was the best thing in the history of the universe. Oh, it was so good. Oh, my God. It made this whole stupid movie worth watching. So that brings us to the end of, mercifully, Amityville 4, The Evil Awakens. Evil Escape. Oh, oh, Escapes. Excuse me. It escapes the house. That's, yeah, it did. it's a much more logical title than me. We should do everybody's favorite segment of the show. Hot tag taglines. Hot tag tagline. Amityville Horror, The Evil Escapes, The Pants Encroach. All right, hot tag tagline. Amityville Horror 4, The Evil Escapes. Helen or whatever. I'm in a lamp now. Also, I'm evil. <laughs> Helen. Helen or whatever. I'm in a lamp now. Save me, I think. <laughs> I know what I'm going to say, but would you recommend this movie? At double speed. <laughs> at double speed? Yeah, well, I watched it at two speed. I watched it one and a half. You can watch it at two. 
but go to part go to part eight. Watch about four minutes, four minutes, five seconds in to see those pants. I would recommend that and the final shot of the movie with the cat. Oh yeah, the last thirty five. <laughs> That's seconds. what I recommend. Is you find those two pieces on YouTube. It's available in full, and the no movie company will ever care to take it down because it is worthless. We should have found the. We should have figured out where the phone melt was because that was also a that was a bit. cool effect. There were there were a handful of neat effects, but overall, this is just hot garbage movie. So before we get to the clue for next week, let's just do a couple of quick housekeeping things. Uh, this has been Dissecting the 80s. We're still looking for reviews of the show. So please, if you enjoy what we're doing here, check us out on iTunes and give us a review. We'd really appreciate it. If you do that, we will read it on the air. Any information you need to find about us can be found at dissectingthe80s.com. You can also find us on social media. Facebook.com slash Dissecting the 80s or just by searching Dissecting the 80s. And I am pretty active on Twitter. It's Twitter.com slash Dissectomania. So check us out there. If you ever have a question about the show, you can throw them to either place. But I'm pretty active on Twitter, pretty regular basis there. Made a lot of we good podcasts. We recorded friends. in variety. Yeah, exactly. So we have uh, lots of new podcast friends on, on the Twitter. Uh, why don't you give the people a clue for next week as we continue February. This coffee is too sweet. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow!